Welcome to the Crazy Dre Podcast show, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is your main man, a.k.a. Crazy Crockett, a.k.a. Andre's Podcast, where you can find me on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Today is January 16, 2023, and we're talking about Dr. Kane Day and what this day means to most people in America and maybe some people around the world that uh, is having um, civil rights being discriminated against amongst uh, other people of other color, of other race, other religions out there. Today we're going, I guess, you know what, I'm going to talk about something that really amuses me today. And it's the fact that we are celebrating Dr. Kane Day in banks and in, in different establishments that make money and businesses or clothes like uh, mortgage funds or anything that involves with work. Uh, the, the U.S. Post Office is closed today. But you know what's not closed? The NBA, and primarily over 80% of people who are playing in the NBA are African Americans. And the way that they honor Dr. King Day is to play basketball on his day. And I find it really interesting that, that the Players Association for the NBA, has really said, you know what, this is a good idea. Let's make our athletes, who are, most, who are mostly black, play on a day where we're going to honor Dr. King and honor the fact that he was assassinated. I guess you can honor that, which I don't understand how you honor his, his birthday along with his assassination. So I don't get that in itself. And I don't understand why they're they're going out of their way to promote this habit of choice of of telling people we're working on a guy that helped along with the dream the with the with the integrating African Americans and white people together. Uh he's the one that organized a group of young black preachers to to from the south to to create a community where they would go down to the south and and try to persuade the white community that was totally discriminated against African Americans. And the day that I'm talking about is 1957, January 10 and 11. So, does this really mean that even though a man has died over 50 years ago, that these athletes are going to honor this man for something that he died for? For them to work and to entertain people, basically, this is what you. This is what I'm really trying to say. You're the NBA. You have these athletes. These athletes are entertaining us instead of they're entertaining themselves. Instead of them going home and and celebrating with their friends and family of the day of Dr. Kane Day, and the 
and trying to organize in their community to establish a better life for them and their own people. But instead, they're playing basketball for the entertainment of the world. And 95% of the world cannot play basketball or not even closely enough to be athletes. So let's talk about another thing, about the educational system amongst the, the poor black community. It's not gotten so much better than it was in, in the 1960s or the late 60s after Dr. Kane and JFK um, were assassinated and along with 1965 when Malcolm X got assassinated. So, I think we're focusing way too much on entertainment for the black community. I've said this before, and I'll say this again, that it makes no sense for any person of a brown tone skin to concentrate on something that's primarily not going to get them much far ahead. And if they went to or took trade school and went to college for a career of making eighty to $100,000 a year or starting a business of their own, making eighty to 100000 or maybe $500,000 a year. Now, what I'm trying to say is this. Entertainment, like with music and hip-hop and country music and football and basketball, and tennis, or whatever you want to call it. Those are for people who are primarily very good at something. But that's not something that most people should try to pursue in their career choice. So what I'm trying to say this is what I've been saying this a couple of episodes ago. Over 100 years ago, and I'm going to repeat this until people are start listening. Over 100 years ago, white people were playing baseball. White people were playing uh, track and field. And, of course, 100 years ago, the black community or the brown community, uh, they weren't allowed to join the Major League Baseball Leagues. So they created their own Negro Baseball League. But over 100 years ago, the Major League Baseball, were they were promoting white athletes and white men and and then you had young white kids who admire their white heroes and and you see them that they want to be just like Todd Cobb or or any other baseball player like Babe Ruth or Joe DiMaggio or Yogi Berra of the Yankees and then one day and then the one day they integrated a an African-American man named Jackie Robinson who played for the Brooklyn Dodgers, a National League player that was a phenomenal athlete in the Negro Baseball League and became one of the greatest uh, baseball symbols of any generation. And that in itself is a, is, a, is a very success and happy story. But what's happening, though, this is what's happening between Jackie Robinson and Mickey Mantle and Joe DiMaggio. I'm going to compare 
Jackie Robinson and Joe DiMaggio. That's the best example I could give us. So when Jackie Robinson came into the league, it was a huge stepping stone to allow to to allow the integration of black athletes or black people into the white community. So by 1948, President Truman uh, had an executive order to end segregation. So that in itself helped the end of segregation, or it promoted the idea of ending segregation. Now, of course, they always had uh, uh, white sinks and white drinking fountains and that stuff in the 50s. So with Jackie Robinson, he promoted that integration. He promoted that black athletes. But then what happened in the 1950s and 60s, and by the time the 80s showed up, the 1980s, there were a lot less white people playing baseball. And then there became more of a black people playing baseball. And then what happened is then people from South America started b playing baseball. But less and less people of white skin tone stopped playing baseball. And it's because they realized that they were chasing a pipe dream. And they knew that only a certain amount of people could make it to the major league baseball level. And if and if that's the case, they have a better chance of going to school, going to trade school, becoming educated, uh, working for GM and Ford and the other companies out there. And then they started to uh, leave sports alone. Now, of course, there are still some white people playing baseball and there's some white people playing basketball but mostly white people who are playing basketball are Europeans in the NBA and then you're wondering okay what's your point well my point is this the further along that we've gotten to the 21st century there are still a lot of African Americans who are still pursuing a pipe dream of playing basketball or playing in the NFL or becoming an, 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 an entertainer, a music entertainer, a movie star. So by the 1950s in the music, you had Elvis Presley and the Beach Boys and you had the early 50s of James Brown, the Godfather of Soul, and you had Little Richard and you had Chuck Berry, who both were really the kings of rock and roll. And Elvis just kind of swooped in there because the RCA was able to promote his music because they didn't need to promote white, I mean, black music. They used a a poorer white man like Elvis to promote uh, more poppy black music, rhythms and blues. So what I'm trying to say is this. When you get to a certain point in society, the race or the culture, I mean, the people who see that it's less opportunity to make it into a professional level of, a, of entertainment, of, of, uh, of, of music or, or of uh, sports, 
they start to leave that and they allow themselves to grow outside of sports and music and then they invest their money, they buy property, they start their own businesses, they they put their money in mutual funds and everything else goes with it. But what they're really doing with black community is that there's still a huge amount of African Americans who live in the poor white neighborhood, I mean, white poor black neighborhoods in, in the hood or the projects, whatever you want to call it, with no really prospect of, 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 of education or of any, of any progress of, of work that can make them money that will inherently continue from one generation to the next. So this is why it's kind of funny when I see that they promote a lot of these black athletes to be superheroes the way that we promoted Ty Cobb in the 1920s or the Babe Ruth of the 1920s and 30s and then and then eventually with the Michael Jordan era in the 1980s they really promoted the superhero of the black man now a lot of African Americans, a lot of people would say, well, Michael Jordan did a great service for the NBA and for black athletes because now they're receiving a huge amount of uh, contracts that are worth 200, $180, $150,000, $100 million, $150 million, which is great. But if, if only half of that 1% is making that, What's happening to the other people who are trying to pursue an NBA career or a hip-hop artist who's trying to pursue a career that never makes it? What's he do for a living? Or what does that kid do? No, in real, okay. What I should point out, what I should make this more is, is that the kids that don't make it in the NBA or the NFL and they've never really had a chance to make it, where are they? You know where they are? A lot of them are homeless. A lot of them don't have jobs. A lot of them are um, some form of addiction into alcohol or smoking cigarettes or, or vaping. And then they don't go to work because no one ever has ever told them that you might want to do your math and your science and your other um educational courses so that you can become a a plumber or a scientist a doctor a firefighter a police officer so we're celebrating what we should have we're celebrating dr kane based on what he said is not as much as what we're doing so unfortunately he was unfortunately he was assassinated and and he was never able to finish his job as a way to inform his people that that you don't need to be an entertainer or a sports fanatic to to, to be a successful person because what's really happening here is that we're we're also breaking down or have broken down the 
the black family. Now, this has obviously been going on since the Civil War and uh, slavery and splitting families up. So that's nothing new. But for for at least a good 30, 40 years between the 1940 and the 1970s and parts of the 80s, well, I should say 30 years, between 1940 and then between the 1940s and the 1970s, there were a lot of African-American men who were raising their own children. And, I mean, they would stay with a family. They would go to work. They, they, they admired Joe Lewis and they admired Jackie Robinson and they admired Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, but they still went to work as a real job, as a real place to go and to make money. And uh, and unfortunately, with the Vietnam War and and um, and uh, the Ford and GM moving out of the states, going down to Mexico and other countries, jobs were being taken away from the poor black community, and now there's a poor white and black community that live inside Detroit or outside of the outskirts of Detroit. So what's happening now is that those people are not even trying to go to work because they've never had those work ethic. They've never been taught to be a a really great individual of, of, of a person. So taking the father out of the household or taking men out of the household to raise their children with their wives or their girlfriends is is instrumentally the most damaging thing that you could do to any society. And I really do think and I really do think that that the NBA Players Association should should be fighting for these athletes to take the day off for Dr. Kane and Malcolm X and these other people that fought for their freedom because this isn't really freedom for them to play basketball for the sense of making money. I mean, you are playing a child's game, a kid's game. And, yeah, I know that I'm dogging the NBA right now because I love sports and I love the NBA. I love the, I love the Detroit Pistons. And I love the NFL, and I love Major League Baseball. But there has to be a sense of of really uh, getting down to the nitty-gritty of, of, of understanding that, that this is just a game, and, and it's okay to not play this game for a day and concentrate on a, on a man or men, or in women like Rosa Parks, to to remember the hard struggle of their lives and to remember the enjoyment of life, because sports should not be the only way of 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 enjoying your life. This it's just entertainment. Anybody that says I enjoy watching basketball because it relaxes me should really question their their 
their train of thought. Because if you have to watch sports to relax you, that's kind of stupid. What should relax you is having a friends and family and being secured in your household and knowing that you have a place to stay every night and knowing the person that that the person that you're staying with she or he loves you that's what should really matter this is what people should be celebrating today not a bunch of athletes running up and down the ba- the basketball court and i guess maybe i'm wrong for saying this Maybe some people say this is the greatest way to honor Dr. King because this shows people that we are further along ahead of what of our game plan was, and now we have the freedom to make money playing a, 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 a kid's game. So I could be totally wrong. So I think... I think this is the way I'm going to I'm 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 hoping that we we kind of look at that the big picture. And the big picture is that we need more people, more young black people to be more educated, to be more informative, to be more uh, outgoing to pursue their goals and not the goals of the there has to be a sense of working on your individual goal not as a big gain and not as a big group not just for only all black people or all white people or all people that believe in the civil rights movement but everyone should work on their own goal by working on your own goal and if if a hundred people in the in the community stuck to their goal and went to work and 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 had a place to stay and was taking care of their family, their wife and their kids, and maybe their grandparents. If every person does that, that would be over six hundred people in your community that's progressing. Six hundred people. So the less you concentrate on on the big picture a more individual picture, you'd be allowed you'd be preaching the word of Dr. K. You'd be doing something that Malcolm X wants people to do. To to create jobs for themselves, to employ each other, to take care of their wife, to take care of their kids, to stay out of trouble. And it sounds like I'm preaching to acquire and some people might be really f- uh, frustrated the way I'm saying it because it makes it sound like I'm telling other people how to act, which I'm really not trying to. I'm just asking if that's a really much of a big deal. And I think, to be honest with you, on my last note, I really do think that Malcolm X and Dr. Kane and Rosa Parks and all the other civil rights movement, people in the civil rights movement, that's really what they want people to do, is to be part of the Constitution and for everybody to take care of themselves and to govern themselves and to, to, 
to at least be employed and own a home or or a condo and really just take care of themselves. And I really do think Malcolm X really made that point where he said every black man should be able to take care of themselves without anybody from the outside of the circle to do it for them. And it's, I guess it's, I don't know. I think I want people to email me at crazy drape at crazy drape podcast show at gmail.com. And I really wanted your feedback. If I went over the line, if that's not, if I went over the line to say stuff like this, and maybe a lot of you might think that I, that I am uh, embarking in your, in your, in your uh, issues in life. Am I intruding your ideology? Am I intruding your, your thoughts and your ideas? Should I be sticking to my own self and not speak the words of my thoughts? Because the reason why I do this podcast is because I am a person with a disability and I am a person that most people don't want to talk to because people don't want to listen to a disabled person because there's nothing that could come out of my mouth that that would make sense to able-bodied people, especially white people. And some other people with brown ethnicity and other people, they just think that my brain is in a at a stalemate that I can't think from a, I can't think for myself. So this is why I created this podcast. I created this podcast so I have to ask the hard questions because I want the more difficult answers. I created this podcast because because I want other people with disabilities to have a place that they can listen to and be free to to have their own opinions. So if you like this podcast, give me a shout out. Uh, this is the Crazy Dre Podcast Show. Uh, and then you can always find me at Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And I am also through Buzzsprout.com. Uh, it's a distribution center for people like me that have a podcast. Um, again, I'm learning how to do this. I'm learning how to advertise myself as much as possible. Uh so if you like listening to it, um, connect to it, listen to some to some more. I uh, I don't usually stick to the same subjects. Um, I could be talking about something totally different next time. Uh, and uh, thank you for listening, and uh, have a good night, and uh, and be and and be safe. Thank you. <laughs>